1: This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified mortgage planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer DuPlessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I am your host, Jen DuPlessis, and today I have one of my most favorite... Um, people in the world with us as a special guest and that is Michael J. Mayer who is the um, world renowned author of the seven levels of communication and if you've not read his book uh, there's a problem <laughs> you need to go out and read it right so <laughs> um, and I, you know, and Michael, thank you for joining us. I, I really didn't want to do a whole bio on you because everybody knows what, you know, you're a top producing real estate agent. Um, and I know you're going to give me all kinds of information about that. But, you know, most importantly, I just uh, want to say thank you publicly to to you, you know, again, for writing the forward for my book, um, Launch, which we're in the midst of doing right now. And... Um, so, you know, thank you for that contribution. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about Champs and Chumps, because I know that's something, uh, when I read the foreword, I was like, what's this about? This is new stuff for me. So, um, <laughs> but thank you and welcome to Mortgage Lending Mastery.
0: I love it. I love it. And I'll tell you what, this, uh, how lucky of me to be on during the launch of launch and uh, <laughs> to, to be a part of it. Hey, congratulations, seriously. Congratulations from the, the bottom of my heart on your completing the very wonderful and large task of completing a book. And it really is like having a baby ah, and sending it yeah. off into the world, you know. And, and in some yeah. cases, maybe even more mentally uh, yeah. you know, stressful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good stuff. So Definitely. thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Whatever I can do to help, I'm, I'm here to help.
1: Great. Wonderful. Well, we can't wait to pick your brain. So let's, let's get to it. You know, um, you and I were just talking a little bit before we started recording, you know, the, the one of the biggest challenges that I see for real or for loan officers right now in, in the community and the marketplace is um, there Well, actually say since, since one, there's two, in my opinion. One is it is uber, uber, uber competitive right now. Most competitive I've ever seen in 34 years and lending. And more and more loan officers are now starting to get into the marketplace. That being a lot of millennials, um, people that are switching uh, careers, you know, for various reasons. And and that seems to be one big major um, hurdle for everybody. And the second one is that in our industry, it's, it's typical that we're Loan officers are told what to do, and even realtors, all told what to do. You have to make phone calls. You have to do this. You have to have, you know, events. You have to do networking. You have to follow up. You have to have communication. But really, the how is the problem. People avoid doing it because they just still don't really understand the how. And I know that this is something that's, you know, of big value to you for the, genera- um, the generosity generation. So can you give us some insight on what you're seeing in the marketplace today and, and um you know, what you're seeing today as well, if you're seeing the same thing.
0: You know, definitely. And, and uh, you know, I, I, first and foremost is there, there is more competition, but I'm telling that the LOs that are listening to this, if you're a mortgage professional, don't worry about the competition, right? Your, your only competition is, is you, right? Do, do a little bit better today than you did yesterday and focus on doing a little bit better tomorrow. And uh, it's really about the one degree tweaks, uh, that you make on a daily basis, right? I've, I've said for years, success is not a 180-degree turn. Success is a one-degree tweak. And sometimes mm-hmm. we we chase those 180-degree turns every time we hear a speaker or every time we go to a conference or, you know, we, we see something on a Facebook group, whatever it may be, and that the secret is to just keep doing those one-degree tweaks. You know, that the book, you did not write the book in a weekend, right? You right. You got it out, and then you made a series of, you know, one degree tweaks over time, and then it was ready to launch the book launch. Uh, it's the same way in our business. And, you know, I see three things out in the, uh, kind of in the, the world, and uh, the, the, the first, time, there's three LOs approach to realtors, and that, that's what I'm really going to speak about, because that's the world that I'm a part of, is, is this realtor, mortgage professional, okay. partnering, better together, out working together. And and you know, how do we do this? Well, you know, there there's the pandering mortgage professional, uh, which is the one that's (laughs) you know, dropping by the office and sucking up to the realtors and you know, trying to get business with just that submissive uh pandering slash bothering type of approach and 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 you know, quit pandering, right? That's the number one thing is you're not gonna get a partner by pandering, right? You're gonna get a boss, you're gonna get a master-slave relationship, and, and that's not going to be good for anyone, right?
1: right.
0: Um, and then, you know, and then I've also seen the other side, Jen, and, and this is what's kind of been amazing to me, is I've seen uh, some of the, the, you know, mid-level type of mortgage professionals like almost shut down realtors completely, right, from mm-hmm. the whole aspect of why would I talk to you, Mr. Realtor? why would I even let you in my office? Why would I let you into my business? And, and, and I've seen, you know, they're just entitled little brats, right? That I've seen that attitude, right? Mm -hmm, And, and mm -hmm. that's not the right attitude either, right? The, Mm -hmm. the attitude is, is something in between there, which is, you know what? We're equals. We're professionals. We're, we're, (laughs) we're all going after the same thing, right? Right. We're all, we're all, we're all going after the, Uh, So I think one of the biggest things that I'm seeing is when people are really successful, they look at their approach to realtors as not pandering uh, and and also not shutting the the door, but, but partnering, you know, how, how can we partner uh, to to help people? Right. And uh, that's, that's where I'm seeing the top producers really go.
1: Yeah. I I would agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, I always had this this vision of what happens, you know, is that each of us are in this little boat, you know, rowing it, and we're sort of spinning in circles, and once in a while we hit, and a fish flops back and forth, and we say, thanks, that was good, let's do it again, okay, and, and we go mm-hmm. and we continue to move along in our little boat, and it's so much better if we can hop in the same boat together, mm-hmm. row in a direction that both of us are heading. assuming. That the partner that you choose on both sides is heading to the same place that you want to do. That you have, you have an alignment of um, strategy. You have an alignment of, you know, a servant's heart. I mean, that's important for me. I don't want a a taker. Um, you know, that you have this similar alignment um, in going going forward with that that partnership. But I think herein lies the issue again. How. How do people do that? Loan officers are so confused. I, I just spoke here in Vegas, and you know, talking about what do you do when you have that first conversation with a realtor, and now you've had the second one, if you even get that far, or remember to follow up, and you, ha- and now you're the fifth and fourth, sixth conversation down. If you even had those conversations, what I'm hearing is I don't know what to say. I don't know mm-hmm. what to do. I, I really just don't know how to, how to create a relationship. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts around um, some better strategies in creating relationships um, rather than being the cat on the marble floor or, mm-hmm. you know, being a little snobby about that? About <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's one of those where uh, if you're going to them, uh, what's interesting is you kind of have to put what you want on the back burner. Right, and and that is uh, the loans, right? Mm-hmm. You you want the referrals to go to you if you're the LO, mm-hmm. but but honestly, that's never gonna happen. Well, first and foremost, uh, you don't want to approach them with the thought of I want all of your purchase business, mm-hmm. right? I want and and please note that what I'm hoping is that this podcast is a great reminder. Uh, for everyone who's listening to this, to go back and reread 7L, right? And, and that doesn't help me anything, right? Because you're rereading something you already bought. So it's not like I'm selling anything here. But, but one of the things that you're going to notice about 7L that is very subtle and yet very intentional is that um, Rick was invited to lunch by M- Michelle, Michelle Phillips, and Michelle Phillips is the mortgage professional mm-hmm. and Rick is the realtor. And Michelle then invites him to an event, right? And then Michelle invites Rick to partner on a housewarming party uh, that, of Rick's next buyer, right? Mm-hmm. So then Rick and Michelle are hosting the housewarming party for Rick's buyer who happened to go through Michelle, right? And, and so Michelle is the mortgage professional, and she is actually gently leading rick down the path of this transformation from you know being you know super selling uh or not selling anything at all to the super servant the the way of the generosity generation she actually helps him transform from the ego era to the generosity generation and and that was intentional and and that's the approach if you look reread it from the aspect of not just seeing if the guy gets the girl or, or the different referral generating, you know, there's over a hundred referral strategies in there, but, but look at it from what did Michelle do, right? Look at her approach to Rick. Um, She was, a lot of people don't realize this. She was referred to Rick by a client of Rick's, right? So Michelle actually was talking to just a friend, right? And said, You know, hey, if you were to, uh, you know, if you had a friend or neighbor who was looking to sell their home, who would you recommend they call? Right. This is the lender asking just a friend of hers, Mm -hmm. and they said, you know, uh, the the guy said uh, Rick Masters, and I was like, oh, Rick, I don't know Rick. Well, on a scale of one to ten, how did it go? And Mm -hmm. he rated uh, Rick a nine or ten, right? And when uh, when the when I think it was Josh uh Josh the client rated uh Rick a 10 then Michelle got the introduction right and said would you introduce so Michelle gets the introduction to Rick Rick's invited to lunch and you know she has a path uh to partner with him and and so that's the the, the biggest and most important thing is is look at the path that Michelle took and have a plan to mm-hmm. partner with with um, with your if you have a plan you can do a couple of things. One is you're going to be more confident taking the first step because you know you have a plan. The second thing is you can tweak the plan. You can you can make it better. You can you can keep things that are working and take away the things that aren't working. Uh, but, but too often it's it's um, it's reactive, right? You meet them you meet them at a networking event or you meet them at an awards event, and it, it you kind of the sparks fly a little bit chemistry wise. Uh, and then there's a little bit of a follow-up, and and quite honestly, the relationship's good enough for a loan or two yeah. is far deeper than the loan or two, right? And then and then what happens is, you know, neither one follow-up, and you fall off, right? Yeah. And, yep. and that's, you know, that's not what we want. You, you want right. to have a, a system. And I think one of the best things you could ever partner with, with the best strategy, is events, right? Yeah. You need awesome. to have events for the consumer partnering with um, a realtor, and you need to have events for realtors, mm-hmm. right? You need to have happy hours. You need to have um, educational events. You need to have, I mean, literally, and you be the one who is, is, you know, making that event happen, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't do an event. So, I mean, you don't think that. But I don't a, think the, that the, ever. Yeah, the mortgage <laughs> professionals think that, yeah. and the fact yeah. is, is hire an event coordinator. Right. But, but events, and you're going to find this in my next book, right? I mean, events are the secret weapon in relationship building and referrals. It is truly the bridge between relationships and referrals. So, so that has to be a part of your strategy and not just attending events. That is a big strategy that I see out there, which is, by the way, better than nothing. Uh, but the next right. step after attending is, is hosting, right? right? Bringing people together, even if it's five people.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and I think that there's um, a misconception on the part of anybody who is doing networking is that, uh, you know, I've heard from people say that, well, look, I I went and I tried that networking thing and I didn't get any business. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not there to get business. You're there to identify potential partners, Mm -hmm. you know, to have in the future. And I think knowing that you're going there for that purpose rather than expecting to walk out with a loan lead or somebody listing their house, I think is just um setting yourself up for failure you know yeah. walking in already so so saying that you know what are what are some of the roadblocks that someone would need to look out for you know, if they wanted to start doing some events to be able to mm. um, create, you know, stronger relationships and eliminate the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out, yeah. the thing that people don't like, you know,
0: yeah. and so
1: we want to include them in our groups and, you know, in our inner circle. Um, what are some of the roadblocks that people, you know, have started this and said, okay, that sounds really good. I'm going to do it. And then it didn't happen. What, mm. what challenges are there that we could be aware?
0: Wow. Of? Well, well, let's let's talk networking and and let's talk separately events, right? So, mm-hmm. so the first thing is is like you said is is going in with the spirit of generosity, right? Go if you're going in with the thought of of take, right? And you're you're thinking that you're going to go in and, and uh, it's going to be immediate, then then you're going to have problems. What we really need to do is instead of going to any event and and thinking, boy, if I just get one idea. Notice the keyword is get, right? Boy, if I just get one loan or if I, boy, if I just get one realtor to follow up with, get, right? It's, it's, it's all about if I just get, right? And the thing is, is we need to not approach it that way. We need to approach it with the spirit of generosity, which is, you know what, if I can just find one person to help, if I can just find someone to give value to at this event, right? Then it will be worth it. And, 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 I have to, I mean, there's a, a great example of that is something that, that I did, um, five years ago, which is I went to the mastermind summit. I happened to be in Vegas speaking anyway. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I was just there and I went to the palms and I, uh, ran into Stephen Marshall who, who didn't know me from Adam. And honestly, I didn't know him very well either, but I knew that it was his event. Right. And I didn't, I didn't even have a clue that there were thousands of, at this event. I, I, it could have been a hundred for all I knew, but, but I happened to be in the area and I happened to run into Stephen Marshall and just said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm in the area for the next couple of days and uh, um, I just want, you to know, I'm here to help. And, and I mean, literally if your speakers need water, if you need me to help set up, if you need me to help tear down, if you need me to, to clean up the trash at the end of the, at the end of the show or, or whatever, um, I'm, I'm totally here to help. I just, I just want you to know, I'm, I'm literally, I am here to help. And he looked at me kind of funny, and I've seen that look before. And I go, hey, listen, <laughs> you know, no ulterior motive here. Uh, my name is Michael Mayer, and I'm, I'm just here to help. And, and I honestly, if, if I'm not helping you do something, then, then I don't know what I would be doing, right? I'd probably go to the tables and gamble, or, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd probably like sleep a lot. So, you know, you let me know what I can do to help. And he goes, what's your name again? I go, Michael Mayer. And he goes, okay, I'll keep that in mind and buzzed off. Right. So I'm, I'm of course like, okay, you know, that is (laughs) going to go nowhere. Well, um, so I'm there about two hours later and, uh, this is probably about 11 AM. Uh, he comes up to me and he's like literally beelining, uh straight to me. So I, I knew he was walking for me. He came to me and goes, Why didn't you tell me who you were? I go, Well who am I? you know Right. Like, I said <laughs> I was Michael
1: Mayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, I did tell you my name, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I just talked to my brother and, and uh he said, Oh my gosh, you know, he written a really good book. It's got a mortgage professional who's actually the hero of the book. You know, so Shannon actually told him, you know, that that who you know, that what he knew about me. And he goes, Here's what I'll do for you if you're open to it, you know, is is I'll do a breakout um for you uh it's not going to be on the agenda and, and quite honestly nobody knows about it and and maybe nobody shows up but if you want a breakout room I've got rooms I've got in fact I've got a room open and uh and I go okay so I immediately <laughs> awesome. put our marketing in force and I immediately rallied the the five or six friends I had and we filled up to standing room only a, a break room that was a special bonus off-agenda session only for the attendees of Mastermind Summit, right? You know, we marketed it uh, that way. And so Overflow, well, fast forward, right, is, you know, I've been the MC of that entire event with 2,000 attendees for the last three years.
1: Yep. Right? Yeah. And,
0: and it started with the spirit of generosity, right?
1: hmm So,
0: mm-hmm. and then, okay, so that happened at an event. You're at an event right now. Um, you know, right. I hold events every single month somewhere around the, the country, and um, some weeks have nine events. So, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is that uh, they, they have the hurdle of nobody will show up, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the biggest thing with events mm-hmm. is, is I'm going to invite people in and nobody's going to be there. Well, you know, then don't just invite realtors, right? Invite people you know. That's the, the first thing is, is just do it. I have to see. That's the biggest fear, is is people have this fear uh, that it's not that it's not going to work. But what's funny is they just hosted a barbecue at their house for twenty seven of their closest friends. Right. Right. But when it comes to business, like it's like business. It's like no, no, this isn't business. This is relationships. Right. right? Just just invite people to to an event. Right. Uh And Uh as long as the event has value. We what we know about realtors, right? Is if you have a happy hour, right? And (laughs) drinks and food are provided, and they have a chance to socialize with each other, then then it's it's probably going to be a hit, right? Yep. If you can add some educational content to it, it's going to be great. Uh, We've done, yeah. I mean, so you you can you can literally just have an event, right?
1: Right. What events have
0: you heard that mortgage? Yeah. What have you done? What, what have you seen? Oh my gosh.
1: Well, that's what I, what I was going to do is just ask you, you know, can you have eventitis and, and (laughs) that is, um, Everyone is always saying to me, "My like, gosh, Jen, you have events all the time. You know, mm-hmm. can you get overboard with them now? You know, I, I think that, I, you know, and I know what you do, okay, and I, will, I won't spill the beans. I'll let you spill the beans here in a minute. But, um, you know, I have quite a few events. In fact, I, I think I've got nine events between now and the end of the year. And it includes a client appreciation holiday party. Mm-hmm. It includes an open a grand opening of my office. Um, mm-hmm. It includes a math class for realtors includes business planning a business planning class includes a um uh i'm trying to think what other ones i mean I have to look at my calendar i have i have several different uh well i think i'm doing a launch uh you know i'm doing three launch uh book signing events um and i'm inviting people in you know so i mean there's just a lot of events that that i'm doing and it's a nice mingle between um You know, more personal events and educational events. Mm -hmm. It's a nice mix between the two so that I'm able to capture um, the more personal events by having my favorite clients come, you know, versus just realtors or just financial planners. So there's a nice mix that goes on. I'm always trying to do event for everybody. I just had a customer, um, experience, uh, class. It was a three hour Mm. class to learn about how to improve your customer experience. And that was just, um, you know, I invited brokers of, of real estate companies to help them, you know, be able to share what they learned with their, their team. And said, you know, if you want me to come in and teach it, great. If not, you know what to do now. So you, you know, to be able to level up the customer experience. And that also included financial planners and even a a florist that I Mm. am in a networking group with. And, um, you know, that's really what it's all about now is the customer experience. So I – am constantly giving value and teaching people i had a class called chalk talk where i handed out a playbook and it was all about football themes and getting your special <laughs> teams together and nice. um yes yeah, so, i mean i'm always trying to do something really really fun to bring people in and and it's great because there's a lot of people that repeat themselves they come to the same classes over and over because they just get they can't get enough of it you know mm. they absolutely love it
0: well you you hit it on the head i mean and so when you first got started with your very first event right think about your first event that you actually hosted mm-hmm. did you host it on your own or did you partner with someone
1: i you know i can't even remember my first time mean, heck i've been in this business for 34 years i can not remember yeah. the first oh, one come on, you can remember. of course but, i you know i do yeah. a lot a lot of co-hosting and a lot yeah. of just me doing so yeah sure yeah. lots of co-hosting
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's one of those where that's the easiest way to get started. Yeah. Is the, the easiest way to get started, in my opinion, is a housewarming party barbecue, mm-hmm. right it, It's yeah. literally take you know your next, your next realtor who has a purchase, yep. you, you, you even if you have to foot the bill, it's going to be four or five hundred dollars at the most, um, but you just, you just have the homeowner uh, invite everybody they want. And, uh, and, and make sure that they include co-workers, make sure they include neighbors, and when you buy a new home, one of the biggest keys to your relationship with that home and your experience in that neighborhood is the relationship you have with your neighbors.
1: Absolutely. So
0: make sure you include the the 10 to 20 neighbors mm-hmm. um, in that invite, and, and then... Um, And then as the realtor and as the mortgage professional, wear your name badge and that's it. That's all the marketing that goes on, but you're going to wear your name badge and truly just act like the caterers, right? Make sure everybody has enough to eat. Make sure everybody has enough to drink. Uh, make sure the trash is cleaned up and don't come in, you know, on your marketing white horse. Uh, (laughs) instead, you know, be more subtle and, uh, and blend in. And, and I will tell you that that you know, having an, a housewarming with your, your next um, agent who has a buyer that closes, um, it it can be just a huge difference maker, and yeah, you'll it, get it, it all totally the time. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah but never but had it is a realtor. yeah, good.
1: It is for them. It's for the, it's great for the clients because they get to meet their, their friend, their neighbors, and things. And you know, I've done I've done quite a few of these um, several several to be, I mean, tons and tons, not several. Uh, and you know, one of the things, my husband works for me, you know, and he's on my team. And so what we did is we had aprons made and they have Mm -hmm. little flames on the front of them and it says Mm -hmm. sizzling hot rates. Right. And that's all Mm -hmm. it says. And Mm -hmm. what we try to do is just do, um, something where Brian and Brian can do all the grilling. So he spends his time sitting at, you know, it's like being at the bar, you, you know, everybody, right? So he spends his time grilling and we try to do, you know, um, hamburgers and hot dogs, make it real easy. We've asked the real estate agent to bring dessert. So yep. we foot the bill for that. They bring dessert. And then we always have a charitable element to it based on what the the client wants. So if the client mm-hmm. is a veteran, maybe we do something for veterans. If the client you know, has puppies and we want to do a, f- a food bank for pups or dogs or whatever, we do that. So whatever they want, we make a charitable piece of it. And I, I found that whenever an, an event, and which is why all of my events are tied to some type of charity, something yep. charitable, either having... A representative from the charity come in and just do a quick little thing to say thank you for the contribution of bringing the food or, you know, whatever it is. We're bringing backpacks for back to school. Um, I find that people are more interested in that. And as time goes on and we have a millennial generation that's absolutely consumed with that, Mm. um, this becomes even, even bigger and better. And I love being able to give in that aspect as well.
0: Love it. Well, that's straight out of GenGen, right? Straight out of the generosity generation. We should always be, any event that we have, we should be partnering with a charity or nonprofit. People want to contribute, right? We do a good job of contributing, but we also need to give our database and, and in some cases our realtors and, and the people that we know uh, an opportunity. And in some cases, the event can just be, uh, we have done, filled the truck with toys, right? So we had a moving truck and it doesn't even have to be your moving truck. It could just be a, a U-Haul and, and you just fill. And, and this, I mean, we've done fill the truck with coats, fill the truck with food, fill the truck with toys, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those where, you know, that's the event. And then of course, everybody's bringing the stuff for the, for the truck. And, uh, you have a grill out that you're doing hot dogs and hamburgers and, and maybe you've got a magician there and a bouncy house. And, and it's just, you know, it's the excuse to get people together. And I will tell you that even though we are more accessible than ever, we are more disconnected than ever. Mm-hmm. People are yeah. craving real relationships. They are craving, I mean, like right now, you're in Vegas at an event, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where it's like, um, why is that? Well, it's, it's, you know, you're going for the energy and you're going for the, the I mean, 34 years, you've seen all the ideas right? Yeah. So, so you're, you're just, you're going, um, to, to recharge yourself and, and, uh, you know, for the energy, right? So it's, it's, it's one of those where people, you, you will never be able to replace what an energy, what, what an event can do, right? You can't, you cannot, that, that it's the Napoleon Hill mastermind concept. One plus one equals three. But I have to tell you, that with an event, it's one plus one equals eleven, right? Because because the the energy and the, the, the synergy that goes on,
1: right? That's Lou Holtz, right? That's Lou Holtz. You know, this discussion about you know less instead of less is more. More really is more, you know. Yep. And I and I think it's really important. It, you know, having said that, you know, all these the ideas that you and I are kind of floating out here, I just want to remind everybody: please don't stop everything and and create a big program that's based around you know all of these ideas. just take one, one idea yep. and try to implement it. And so that brings me to this question, which is um, so someone says, okay, I, I like this idea. maybe I'm going to do you know fill a truck with coats or something um, mm-hmm. as we're getting into fall and I'm gonna create a barbecue around it or something. What is it what's, what is critical to get right mm. to avoid? This being a failure, what's a, what's the most critical thing?
0: Yeah, block the time for communication, right? Okay. The beauty of an event, right? And and we're really we're really focusing on events with the, with this call. The beauty of events is that um, if you send an email inviting some a realtor or a person a clientele, right, um, to an event, they will they will not unsubscribe. Right, they they love getting an email invitation to an event. Right mm-hmm. now, if yeah. you're you're Including doing them. yeah, if you're doing too many events, then then that can be an a, obnoxious yeah. as well. But you know, one invitation to an event or two for the same event is not going to chase anybody away. And here's here's the beauty of events, right? We're we're always like we know we should make phone calls. You said that earlier, right? We know we should send text messages. We know we should send emails. We know we should send um, we should uh, do video email, right? We know that we should write handwritten notes. We, we know we should do all these different forms of communication, but what's amazing is that we don't do them because we don't know what to say or we don't know what to write. Mm-hmm. Well, the beauty of an event is that, that, that conquers all of it. I truly believe that what we're teaching right now on events is a little bit like Einstein's E equals MC squared, right? And, and I don't want to overstate that, but but right. it's one of those where this truly is the solution to all of people's problems with the database, mm-hmm. right? So you, all, you take all of the challenges, and, and that goes back to, to how you have events and why you should have events is, is, you know, what event should you have? Well, here's what I would do. I would go to the 20 or 25 realtors um, if I were throwing a realtor event, I would go, and I'm a mortgage professional, I would go to 20, 25 realtors and I would say, what's your biggest challenge right now? Uh-huh. And they're going to give you answers. And let's say 20 out of the 25 say hiring an assistant. You know what I'm going to do? I'm, gonna have, I'm, gonna have a, uh, I'm going to have an event where I have a panelist of people who either hire, they work at an HR firm, they uh, own a virtual assistant. Uh, company, um, they are CEOs who are experts in hiring. They are realtors who have a big team and are great at hiring. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm going. I'm going to have a hiring your next top assistant uh, uh, event, event, right? Uh-huh. And 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 so I've been asking that question for you know 17 years. Uh, you know, what is your biggest challenge when it comes to your database? And if you took all of those questions and you put them into a little ball, right, and, and you were like, what solves everybody's biggest challenge with, mm-hmm. uh, with their database? The answer is events. Yeah. Because, okay, so then that goes to what you were talking about, like what do people need to make sure they do is they need to do the communication, right? They need to email, uh, email an invitation. They need to send an invitation in the mail with a branded magnet, right? A business card magnet or just a nice branded magnet. They need to do that, right? They need to do both of those. And then they need to call to invite people to the they need to call. They need to text message their top 25 to 50. They need to write 25 to 50 handwritten notes. They need to do those communications uh, not all at once, but week by week up leading up to the event. And the beauty of it is now we know what to say, you know. Hey, I'm having an event on the 31st. Would you like to come? And now we know what to write. Hey, I wanted to let you know I'm having an event on the 31st, and would love for you to attend. Yeah. Right. So now we know what to, you know. We can all invite people, right? So uh, the other beauty of it is that it's also an influence test. If if you um, if you invite 25 people, and um, you get a lot of hemming and hawing. Uh, and you get two RSVPs out of the 25, then you know that you have some, some work to do Mm -hmm. when it comes to your influence. And, and I, I see that from people who come from a hardcore, uh, closing, hardcore selling background is, is the people are hesitant, uh, to attend because they think that they're going to get, uh, hardcore closed, you know, or sold. Mm -hmm. And, uh. You know, so you know if that's the case, then you need to make sure that you're uh, you're changing your tune. You need to be giving value even more, like right. like you are, Jen. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. right. Try trying. You know, yeah. that's what we're doing. I mean, that's but I, I, I'm Catholic, right? And People go, "Are you? Are you? Oh, so you're Catholic?" And I go, "No, I'm trying. It is really hard, right?" Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's always a work in progress because you're always finding you know new ways to to interact with people. And I think, you know, so let let me ask you this. I mean, having said that, um, what size events are your, are your biggest recommendation? Because think about a wedding, you know, you invite, Mm -hmm. I had 450 people at my wedding. I don't even remember half the people. I I can't remember half the day.
0: I don't remember the, I don't remember my reception at all. I, yeah, I, so you know, <laughs> if it gets too
1: big, you can't yeah. have any personal contact with someone. Yeah. And, you know, for me, that's a personal challenge because I feel like they took the time. I should spend some time with them. So what's your feeling on the size of any mm. given event?
0: Yeah, so it depends on your focus, right? So if it's a uh, database event, right, so we have we have two systems, right? We have the all, yap yeah, mm-hmm. and we have the top. Yap, right? Correct. And the all Yap is the yearly appreciation plan for all people we run into, right? New, old, young, kids, the all Yap, right? And everybody in our database, including realtors, including clientele, everybody, right? So that's the all Yap. And you know what? You might end up with events that are 400, 500. You know, we took Mike Minervini out of Jersey, he was started out with, uh, you know, 18 people. At his first event, and he'll have probably 400 pies at his pie day in November. Just three years later, right? So it mm-hmm. it is one of those where, um, you know, the all gap if it's for all of your database and you just become better at communicating with everybody in your database, um, then guess what? You you could have a lot of people take you up on that offer. Which, by the way, that's <laughs> fantastic, right? And now there is the the other strand, and this is for your inner circle or the top people in your database, the people who are referring you or referring you multiple times or, you know, they are potential great referral sources or people of influence. And that is um, the top YEP, right? Uh The yearly ambassador plan or yearly appreciation plan for the top people. And and my uh, thought on that is you want 25 to 30 people at each of those events. So that is a small group approach. And then you have the large group approach of the all-gap. And, and you, you hit it on the head is, is that the, the truth is, it's, it's, if you can do both, it's fantastic. If, if you can have the large group stuff, that's great. And if you can have the small group stuff, um, that's great too. If you're gonna choose one to start with, start with your small group, because that's the people you should be spending your time, energy, effort, and money on anyway, are the people who are delivering referrals and are heavy influential uh, influencers uh, in your life, right? But right. you brought up church, church, which is interesting, right? I mean, how did Christianity spread? How did Catholicism spread, right? It spread from the church concept. Let's get together every Sunday, right?
1: Yeah, have an and event, <laughs>
0: right? That it's an event every yeah. Sunday. I mean, yeah. and and so that's how you know. And every Sunday, you you are. You know, hey, bring a friend. You know, bring a friend. And the the pastor is, or the you know priest is is has a marketing plan to approach the people that are around that area to get them to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then what's really funny is then you have events within the events, right? There's the the brown mug or the is it the brown mug, the brown jug uh, charity function, right okay. for the church, yeah. and they're you know for the Catholic Church, and then. You know, so anyway, then you have you have the Christmas uh, series. You have the you know, so it's it's one of those where um, if we look at how uh, religion did it, it did it through you know congregation. Congregation yeah. is just another word for an event.
1: Yeah, you know, That's true. True, absolutely. I okay, well thank you for sharing all that. Is there anything else that you want to add to that at all? Anything about the events? Because you know, I really want people to get your book or go back and read the book. I know that you've got a new uh platform that you're, you know, pushing out for events and I you know you're gonna be sharing that here in just a few minutes. So they'll get all that information. Is there anything else that you wanna just tap on in that realm?
0: You know, I think that the biggest thing is that we need to get back into flow with our database and, and events uh, or the way to do it, right? It, it's like if you look at the different forms of communication, video email, right? Well, all of a sudden, you look at how we're doing things, and it's like, oh, I could do a video email of myself inviting them to an event. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the other thing I would just say is is the fortune is in the follow-up, uh-huh. right? You need to follow up after the event by um, by speaking with those who refer you and the, ref- and the referrals that you get. But you also need to follow up with the attendees and thank them for attending. And then you need to also follow up with the non-attendees and just say, hey, we missed you. Would you mind if we invited you to future events? Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, we have a system for that. and I'm not sure how well it's coming coming across, but it, 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 you don't need me to, to throw an event, right? Anybody can throw an event. You can hire an event coordinator uh, to, to throw an event. It's just people are looking to congregate, they're looking to uh, get together, and um, if you're the host of that, or the reason for that, or the catalyst of that, then people are going to remember that, and people are going to see you as a, a catalyst, as a, a, you know, a maker, uh, you, know, you right. make things happen.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, when you, when you think about, um, you know, anytime I think of someone, okay, let me take you for example, I see you on stage, you have your black suit on, always the same thing. Right. And I, (laughs) right. But it's okay. And I see the, and, and I think of the, um, the bicycle. You know that has the different mm-hmm. the two the two circles, and so that's that's an image that I have. It's a memory I have created. When when you're as a loan officer, when you're working with a real estate agent, and the only memory they have is that you wanted to go to coffee mm-hmm. um, to talk about your products and info dump on them, and never yeah. followed up anyway, that's that's a creating a tattoo in their mind, right? Yes. I'd rather have a tattoo of some value that I gave them or some mm-hmm. fun that I gave them. Mm-hmm. Than to have that kind of, um, and not to say that I don't do one to ones. It's just that you know I'd rather have those types of uh, memories, so that when my phone, my number comes up on their phone, they smile and they think of great things. You know, um, I wanted to share one of the um, one of the events that I have twice a year now is called Sips and Swirls, and um, so I'm a uh, competitive ballroom uh, salsa and swing dancer, and cool. um, so at my studio, I bring in a very small inner circle of um, people that are married and not, you know, I, mm. I, have men and women that are single and I'm not trying to match make anybody. I just, you know, it's okay. You can come in and have some good, a good time. And we just, we have wine and we, um, and we learn some dances. They learn something and it is so fun because I just had a realtor not too long ago. She said, we just went to a wedding down in South Carolina and I can't believe that we could actually do the foxtrot. So I've made an imprint on her while she's at a wedding. You know, Mm. it's not just that moment. And um, I think that's just, you know, really very, very crucial. So thank you for sharing all of that. I I, um, really appreciate that. And I know that um, everybody who's listening, you know, we're all looking for, you know, what is my reason to call? And if I feel salesy and all that stuff, you won't feel it this way. I promise you, because I do this all the time. Uh, and i I don't feel salesy. I, I'm like, "Hey, I'm having another party. Do you want to come so
0: yeah um, that that's that's the key right it, it, the other I mean, it's just like there's so much i I could list out like four hundred different reasons to have an event, and one of those yeah. is that people are either moving away from you or they're moving towards you mm-hmm. and and the way to have people moving towards you is to invite them to an event. Right. And, and so what we're doing and, and what you're doing is, is that you're always moving people toward you, which, which, by the way, is influence. Mm-hmm. Right. Is, right. is, hey, you, even if they don't come, they have moved towards you a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I tell the sor- story sometimes from stage where, you know, there was a girl I liked and, and I found uh, out yeah. she had a party yeah. and, and, and I wasn't invited right and and i thought we had something going but i wasn't invited to her party and i was crushed you know i was crushed and and then came to find out that it was kind of an impromptu thing and she was having another party the next weekend and she specifically invited me to go to that party and and the feeling of elation the feeling of oh my god you know thank god yes you know this is so amazing and and that's the the feeling that uh, people will get when we are inviting them to value added events you know they, they and, you know they go from outside the circle to inside the circle and referrals happen inside the circle that's where we get our referrals if you look at all the referrals you've ever gotten it happens inside the circle it's from people who have been who have moved towards you either recently or
1: throughout your life yeah Absolutely. And I I, uh, I I totally concur with you. And you know, and I think what's really funny is that I have people that say, I can't make it, but please don't stop inviting me.
0: Yes. There you go.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they'll give yeah. you referrals. That's the cool yeah. thing about events is somebody who costs you $0, or it may cost you, let's say it costs you $5, yeah. right, between the handwritten note and the paper invite that you send out, right? Mm-hmm. It, it might cost you $5. But what's amazing is the non-attendee becomes just as good a referral source, and, and in some cases even better than the attendee because the, the non-attendee is, is thinking about you and you've moved them from outside the circle to inside the circle. And it, it, I, I don't know if you saw a Mastermind Summit, but we yeah, had three of my coaching clients on stage, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, the, two out of the three were talking about their events and shared that non attendees had referred them, right? And it it's it just it's a consistency that we've seen is that, you know, just by simply inviting people and even if they don't attend, you have bought mind uh, in a great way, in a generous way, a valuable way, and they will be thinking about you. And right. it's 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 just powerful. Yeah. Powerful.
1: So so um I you know I by the way I'm going to be coached by you in the twelve week program starting September.
0: Accelerate. Yes.
1: yes. Accelerate is starting September fourth. So I am just chomping at the bit to take notes to implement because my strategy will be to implement this, you know, to kick off my new year by doing nice. as much as I can in the you know, in the and really tweaking the way that I'm preparing for the events that I have now. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. excited. And I you know, I'm a sponge, I'm constantly learning. Yeah. Um I do events my way, but I, I want new ideas and I want fresh ideas and I, you Mm -hmm. know, I just can't thank you enough for, for offering that to us. So, um, okay. So let's, let's move from events. I want to talk about success generally. Mm. Um, just success generally, and I know that, um, and, and how you can tell us um, about your success as a real estate agent. Um, I'd like to, you know, for you to share where you were so that people know who you are and what, what that is. And then I'd like to ask you a few questions about that success, if you don't mind sharing. You know, how'd you get your start?
0: Wow. Uh, so interestingly enough, it does tie back to, to the subject at hand, right? Is, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, people need to know that I, I started out with no money. Uh, started out in debt. Uh, I I was a teacher uh, for four years, high school math teacher, made twenty six thousand a year. Um, <laughs> yeah, twenty six thousand a year. That's a uh, big time. Wow. So and um, and and really did not have um, a sphere or a circle of influence uh, other than a few people that I played. In fact, you could call it ten. 10 other people because I played softball with them. And, and basically that was my life teaching and playing softball. Um, and, um, it, you know, right from the very, my very first client came from my softball team, mm. Davey Davis, his nickname was Davey. Um, yeah. and he married a gal by the name of Vanessa Davey and Vanessa Davis. And, uh, interestingly enough, um, he, he bought a home, and I decided that I was going to throw a housewarming party for him because I had nothing else to do. I mean, that's honest to goodness truth. Wow. Is, you know what? I knew that uh, if we had a housewarming party, we could have beer and have barbecue and have a lot of fun. And I knew all the other softball guys would love it. And I thought, well, we'll invite the neighbors. Uh, we'll invite the people. And uh, that, that was all it was. I, the, the stupid postcards that I did were so cheesy, cheap. It was just like, it was such a thrown together thing. I had pizza and barbecue and I had, and, and then everybody kind of brought beer and I got 11 (laughs) referrals from my very first house ring party. And what, and, and they're just like, Oh my gosh, I've never heard of a realtor throwing a house ring party. And I, you know, that's when I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but but occasionally I I have these moments and that's when it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to become the realtor who throws a house ring party for every single buyer. And, uh, and fast forward three years later, I did 187 transactions in my third year, um, on my own, uh, with a lot of help from Sherry, who wasn't my wife at the time, but, uh, you know, we, we were boyfriend, girlfriend. And, um, and then, um, so 187 transactions, 40.1 million in production, netted uh, right at a million dollars. Uh, Three years one in. Yeah, yeah, 1.35. That's in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, that's with I know.
0: 187 transactions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all by referral, 100% referral. Right, 100% wow. referral. And then you know, over the next uh, eight years, we we did over 200 transactions and um, over 500 referrals a year. The year I did 187 transactions. I had tracked 250 plus referrals and I probably got about 300 that year. And then, um, I really became, um, militaristic on my tracking, uh, that next year. And we went over 500 referrals, went over 500 referrals. Then we went over 600 referrals a couple years. Um, I grossed 2 million a couple of those years, um, in Kansas city. And then fast forward, the book came out. Well, fast forward is, you know, I, I got a blood clots and nearly died. I was flatlined for 37 seconds, and decided that I better get the system that's in my head out in writing, and that became Seven L. and And then I was able, because of our database, the strength of our database program, sell my business uh, and move to Atlanta. And I I live in Atlanta, and I've been here uh, for five years now.
1: That's awesome. So yeah. So what what's uh what's changed? What's it, What has surprised you in the success that you've had from 7L, you know, from, from back in those (laughs) days, you know, to now, what, what surprised you most that, that you've, you know, taken, taken on either, either in a tangible aspect or a a non-tangible, you know, that you've grown, what, what, tell us what, what's uh, surprised you the most in your journey?
0: Wow, that's a great question. I would say that what surprised me the most is how surprised people are. At how fast it works and how well it works
1: and how easy right it I'm surprised <laughs> right.
0: that they're surprised right They're they're like yeah. oh my gosh I posted that Facebook post you gave us and I got three referrals and I'm like yeah that's why I had you do it right mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that has been one of the biggest surprise I have to tell you if, if I told you that you know we were gonna sell hundreds of thousands of copies of 7L and that we would have a generosity generation event somewhere in North America every single month, and we would have 300 to 500 people at all of those events. I would, ha- I would, you know, I would have been lying to you, right? I had no yeah. idea uh, that what we were doing, but but it also shows the power of two things, and that is that is generosity and events, right? Is yeah. Um, it, it, by the way, all the sales of the book, all the things that we do, 100% referral, right? Yeah. We, we have the fastest growing coaching company in the country. Uh, and, and, you know, we added 47 members last month, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and we're growing 100% by referral. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, yeah. it's uh, I think even I underestimated the power of word of mouth, social media, and referral that I, I still think it's, and I quite honestly, I think it's even, it could even be bigger than what we're doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I have to tell you when, when your book came out, and you know, and I was fortunate enough to read it before it was actually released, because you sent it out, and said, hey, you know, give some feedback, and then, of course, we had the big event in Washington, D.C., where I said, come out here, let's get it going on this side of the world, right? That's right. And, um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing that, that, uh, you know, I think on your book, in fact, I, I sort of emulated my book to be like that. That's why I asked you to write the forward is that your book became a workbook for me. I mean, I walk around with it. It's dog-eared. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's a mess, quite frankly. <laughs> right? yeah. well, but I'm not going to get a new one because all my notes are in there, right? But it's a mess and, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at, um, and I always said it's. it was like my chicken soup for the soul. I would just open it up and go, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me see if I can, you know, learn something new here. I've read the Pages a thousand times, but today <laughs> I was ready for that information to be received. Mm. You know, yeah. and sort of created my book the same way, so that you know people could look and say, "Oh, what's that?" Maybe I can you know put that in play too, because I think that's what made it so powerful for people to internalize and not just read. We read many books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Hardy's a coach of mine, and. He said, Jen, you know you're a speed reader and you read a lot of books, but I, you know how much of it are you internalizing and actually putting into play? And he said, Let's mm-hmm. let's read one five times instead yeah. of five, right? Right. I can honestly say that yours is the only book that I've read 30 times at least. You know, not wow. five. Um, yeah. And and so the key is to because you're having all these events, so obviously the need is there. But the key is implementation. Yes. You know is taking this and actually implementing it instead of, instead of just saying, okay, that's another, yeah, it's another idea I'm going to try to put in place, but not, but not do. But I I just, I'm so happy for you. It's not even funny. So let me ask you this question. What would today's Michael Mayer um, give advice to you? Let's say, how long has it been? 15 years since you were in starting in real estate, maybe 20,
0: Yeah, 17 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 17
1: years. So, so what advice would today's Michael give to that Michael? And, and you know, for those that are listening in, mm. there's people that are new in the business. Um, there are people that are old, older in the business, but you know, I wish my, after 34 years, I, I have a lot to tell my 19 year old self. Wow. You know, a lot.
0: So what, what <laughs> Don't would do be this, one thing. do that, do what that. What would be one thing? What would be one thing you would tell your 19 year old self, especially about uh, business?
1: yeah about about business um uh less is more Mm. less is more i don't want to be a cat on a a marble floor and feel like i have to be everybody's friend and everybody's Mm -hmm. everything and run myself ragged and i felt i I feel that you know in that process i lost a lot of really great opportunities to have rich strong Mm. relationships with people Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. had I done that, I think I would be even further along than where I'm at yep. now. But I, it was a um, maturity issue. You know, mm-hmm. I had children. I'm not at 19. I was already married. But I had kids at 22 and 24, and I was, pre, you know, consumed with that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's what I would say to myself is be more authentic, be vulnerable, be curious, open up open up to people. But, you know, knowing my story, which you know in the book, mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing my yeah. story, that, that was a journey that just had to happen. But if I had gone back, I would have said, you know, you know, screw what everybody told you. You be you, you know, yeah. and the real you is someone who is loving and caring. You just need to learn to, you know, chop down that wall. And It just took a long time to chop down the wall.
0: Yeah, So back that's to you. Awesome.
1: Did that yeah. give you enough time to think about an answer? Is it
0: that... did. It did. <laughs> okay, and I, honestly, I was genuinely curious because after reading your book, um, you know, I learned a lot about your story, right? Yeah. And um, so, so I think even after reading that, your your answer is even uh, more pertinent and more relevant and more interesting than than ever. And people need to read your book. Mm, I think th- for me, I mine would be uh, very specific. And you're saying to the businessman, right? To mm-hmm. the business yeah. guy, Michael, yep. is is uh, mine would be leverage, right? Mine would be mm. you can leverage three things: people, systems. And tools or technology, right? Mm-hmm. And we leverage technology very, very, very early and very, very well from the aspect of using it as a time saver, as a product, uh, as a productivity tool.
1: Right. Um,
0: where where I was slow to develop was was with the people um, leveraging people because because I true I got into real estate and my goal was to be the greatest. Real estate agent in the history of the world, Jen. That was my that was my goal.
1: Take literally, over the world from day yeah, one. Yeah, I, was, right. well, I was
0: just gonna be I was gonna be the greatest realtor yeah. in the history of the world. I, I that was that was my goal, and uh, I, I I will tell you that I ran my I ran myself ragged for four or five years, and until I had a board of advisors, who got in my face when I thought they were gonna celebrate my successes, they got in my face and said, let go. You've gotta let go. You People do not want the greatest realtor in the history of the world, they, they and you know what? They don't want the greatest mortgage professional in the history of the world. What they want is the greatest home buying experience every seven to 10 years. They, they want the greatest transaction. They want us to facilitate the process and provide them with an experience along the way, a good experience, and and so you know, as soon as I heard that, I mean, it took me five years. So uh-huh. as soon as I heard that, that was um, that was a big aha for me to leverage, to let go, to have other people do things, and uh, all the way to listing. You know, when when I uh, sold, I was really not doing anything except for the business development and relationship building. People were doing the listings, people were working with the Mm -hmm. buyers, and people were handling the transactions, and uh, all I did was was show up at events and smile and wave and uh, feel like a celebrity and and help other people feel like celebrities. Right.
1: Right. So let me ask you a couple questions about that. So the the next question I was going to ask you about the tipping was when your tipping point, but you already provided that to me. You know, I think it would be really important for people listening that that they need to pull an advisory group together that Mm. is not just in our industry, but outside of our industry, Um, you know, to get the real story on what the perception is that people have of you and and, um, you know, what you're doing right, what you could tweak you know and I do agree I, I just mentioned this today you know is, is letting that chip get off your shoulder of the fact that they need you in order to be happy um, consumers right with us right if they don't need us if you've created if you've created a really strong system that that is uh, multi has a multimedia capacity to it. So it's, it's phone calls and texts and personal discs and pops and Popeyes and notes. And um, it is not just uh, so that the person who's receiving it feels like they're the only client Mm -hmm. and, and you do that when you're brand new because you have nothing else to do except serve them. Right. So if you put that system in place and you provide the experience and everybody gets that equal experience received in a different way, but everyone gets that equal experience. It allows you to be scalable. Mm -hmm. And when you're scalable and you're not ingrained with, you know, writing contracts, filling out 1003s, looking, you know, fighting with an appraiser and that kind of thing, you do really rise to the top as, you know, cream rises to the top, you rise to the top and the real you does come out because... Now you're truly present with everybody that you're, you know, as you were saying, going into, um, you know, showing up and waving your hand and feeling like a celebrity because you're truly present in the back of your Mm -hmm. mind. You're not saying, oh, I have to get back to them about this. And that guy's screaming about that. And just as you walked in, you got a text that said, you know, I'm so confused. I don't like working with you people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I think that 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 tipping point is really good. The question I have is, do you feel that There's an extreme on the other side where you're so disconnected that people think that you're not authentic.
0: Well, rephrase the question because I, I, yeah, I I mean, I
1: just think, um, what I have found is that I was, you know, when I first started in the business, I was doing everything. I finally released and I have a team that does things. I actually had one person tell me a broker saying, Mm -hmm. Jen, um, I just feel like you're not even present anymore and that, um, you know, you're, you're getting business, but do you really even care? Mm. And, and it really hit mm-hmm. me. And this was about a year ago. And now, you know, I go out of my way to like him and comment and mm-hmm. you know, do yeah, everything on Facebook. Right. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I didn't realize that the perception was that I didn't mm-hmm. care. Still saw him at events and things, but, um, you know, he said, you know, I always just feel like I, I get your presence, but I don't get you.
0: Well, I I will tell you that one of the things that we implemented along the way that was very key for me uh was a call to the players, right? So so 2 weeks before closing, it always triggered me to call all the players in the equation, right? Mm-hmm. So I would call the buyer's agent and said, "Hey, and, and let's say we're on the buyer side, right? Yeah. I would call the buyer's agent, "Hey, hey you know, how is this going and and are you and, you know, did I get everything from Oh crap! I'm worried about closing. To you know, everything's good. We're clear to close, right? So you right. get everything. But but at a your buyer's agent, your team member knows that you're watching, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, my next call is to the buyer. Is there anything that you want me to uh, tell the buyer, right? It they, Do they need to move on something? Do you need me to 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 help you sell anything? Do you, you know what what? How right. can I be of a help here? So then I would call the buyer, and it's like, oh great! And then it's like. You know, I would then say to the buyer, I would say, "Hey, listen, I'm getting ready to call the mortgage company. Uh, is there anything that you need from the lender, or anything that you could, you know, help there?" And I would call the lender, and and I would say, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know we're on this, and uh, good job so far. Sounds like everything's going well." Or, or, "Hey, listen, what do we need to do here? It sounds like we're we're lagging a little bit." Uh-huh. Um, and then and then you know, I would I would call all the players that that matter, title company, even in some cases, um, right. inspector. So if if we needed to you know get something going right inspector right. um you know uh, uh, contractors right hey listen uh what would it take you know to mudjack that stoop on a typical home in prairie village i don't need you to go out and look at it but what's what's the average that you've seen out there oh 550 okay that's great that's all i need to know right now and then and then i'd give it to the buyer's agent or what you know so it's it basically you know i i honestly, did not even think about any of my transactions, uh, at, you know, other than the referral sources. Mm-hmm. And until that day,
1: Yeah, I on that day, that. I, I love- dove deep. Yeah, right? I, I, I already wrote it. it down. You think I'm going to implement it? Absolutely say
0: yes, crazy. you will. I'm I know going to be you implementing will.
1: that right away. Yeah, if, if, yeah if, I'll because say, if
0: everybody listening to this would implement like you would, we would have we wouldn't have to be doing any more podcasts. <laughs> right, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely love it. And you know what I also like about it? So, a little idea for you here. It reminded me of the great retrace. Yes, it has. You some know, it, yeah. yeah, but uh, obviously it's not the same thing. But it sure did remind me of the great retrace. You know, is that I'm yeah. calling this person, I'm calling that person, and then I'm going to call that person. So I absolutely love that idea. What a great way yeah. to slow down to speed up. Mm-hmm. You know, take yeah. the downtime, use it as part of your first and tens every day, and make that make those phone calls just to catch up with everybody. Because I'll tell you what, I didn't like. I just sold my mom's property. You know, she passed away about nine months ago, mm-hmm. and. I just sold her property and I didn't hear anything from this realtor. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. And of course, during the process, sign this, sign this, we need this, they're countering that, all these things. Right. Never from her, always from her assistant, which is fine, mm-hmm. but I was frustrated by it because they kept emailing my brother and he's not even on title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's the local guy and I was really frustrated. Well, the day the loan closed, I, you know, I kept saying, is is it closed? Is it closed? Having my brother call me, I said, you know, let me know when it's closed. You're fine. I finally got a call from the agent and what I got was, hi, I just wanted to let you know the loan is closed and and the deal's done. I just want to say thank you. And and it was so fake and so Mm. false, you know, and what a a missed opportunity. And totally, totally. Yeah. to not uh, ever check in with me. You know. Yeah, it's
0: not good. and And I will tell you now now I also had a great team. So mm-hmm. so I, I cannot take take hundred percent of the credit for for you know maintaining this this caring uh, approach is my team was talking to every client every week. Yes. right. So every seller every Monday, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't care whether it's being marketed or it's it's contract to close. They're hearing from our team every single Monday. And if it's on the buyer's side, they're most likely hearing from us every single Monday as well, and sometimes multiple times during the week. Um, so, so, you know, communication was part of our, our values. Right. So, you know, and we believe that there's no such thing as over communication. So they set me, they set up the table, right? If, if I had just been calling, if I was the only call uh, between contract and close, that would be one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you, the, the key there is that this does take place two weeks before closing. And that's how it's set up in our system was exactly two weeks before closing. Um, you know, it would trigger on my, you know, on my CRM to make those calls. And I have to tell you, I enjoyed the heck out of those calls. <laughs> I love them.
1: Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, because it does, you know, like you said, they're either moving away or towards, for me, our, you know, what we use in our office is every communication we have with them, if it's a text, it's the tone of your voice, you know, it's an email, whatever, is depositing or, withdraw, or withdrawing from their trust account with us. That's right. And, you know, that's, that's just really critical, and that's where we always want to have that thermometer of, you know, that levometer, right? Is the meter mm-hmm. going up or down? <laughs> are they, right are they still in love with us you know yep. so so what um not what but uh tell us about champs and chumps you know what is your, yeah. what is your take on champs yeah. and chumps as we yeah. kind of tie everything up here today yeah i just
0: made this up i uh made it up for my son to to be honest but but it's amazing is is how much uh how much uh, play it's gotten you know is is that uh, there's really three types of people right there's 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 the champs there's the chimps and there's the chumps, right? And a chimp is pretty easy, right? A chimp is a follower. They just they just mimic and mm-hmm. do uh, what the leader does, right? Yeah. And and they just they're just this this mindless follower. And and you know we've seen a lot of those. Um, and then there's the chump, right? A chump is a, a negative leader,
1: yeah. right?
0: They, they 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 are the ones that say, hey, let's go screw off over here. Let's let's go smoke this. Let's go you know, do this. And, 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 but the thing is a chomp has influence. A chomp is a, Mm -hmm. has charisma, you know, a chomp, but they've just, they've just found that the the way for them to stand out is, is to choose the negative instead of the the good. And, and then the the flip side is, is very, of course, the champ, right? The Mm -hmm. champ is the positive leader. You know, the champ is the one that, that leads them down the right path. Somebody, says let's go over here and throw rocks at the windows he's the one that says no let's go over here and play baseball right Uh or let's you know let's go over and hit hit the rocks with the uh with sticks over in this empty field right you know redirects the the negative to the positive and you know uh, i use this in fact max literally used this in a comment uh yesterday with me and uh he he we use it, it it's part of our dialogue. He'll say, you know, no dad, I'm a champ, not a chump. You know, <laughs> or or you know, and I'll say, Which do you think you were in this case? You know, were you the champ, were you the chump, or were you the chimp? Mm-hmm. And 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 he will um he will you know, oh, I was a chimp there a little bit, I was trying to follow. <laughs> you know. Um and, or, or he'll say, you know, wow, this is, it was hard to, it would have been hard to be the champ there, you know, or something like that. And it's like, well, let's talk about it, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's part of the, uh, you know, part of the vernacular and, and it allows, I mean, instantly he can recognize when he's standing there in a situation, you know, am I being a champ, am I being a champ or am I, you know, following a chump? Right. And um, I've noticed that, you know, in the last two years since we've had that dialogue, um, you know, he, he's had two great years at school, uh, athletically and, you know, as a friend.
1: Yeah, that's great. And so in business, you know, we certainly run across, I, I call it bitter or better. I mean, you know, every right. day you can be better at what you do or you yeah. can be bitter about your surroundings. You know, ah, another guideline change, you know, you can be bitter yeah. about it and be, be a chump, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, tread. Yeah. <laughs> that was one. Yeah. Um, and one thing we have to realize in this industry is there's going to be change. If you Always. are not interested in change, you pick the wrong industry.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing, yeah. too, is if there were no changes, there would be no need Ugh, for the mortgage boring. professional, right? Yeah. We need <laughs> somebody boring, to know the guidelines, right? Yeah. Or else we would not need you if it was the same. That's, that's why um, there's so much rebellion against a flat tax yeah. Right? Is if yeah, it was a flat 90. tax based on X, mm-hmm. all the CPAs would be out of a job. Could you imagine that entire yeah. industry of accounting being basically boiled down to just now you're a bookkeeper? Yeah. I mean, that would be that would you know that'll never happen <laughs> because of that. Uh, you know, the more complex the the taxes, the more we need CPAs
1: right you know? right. well, so maybe somebody else is way? thinking that same way in lending, I don't know because so, so well oh, used you, know yeah. you know they
0: are absolutely yeah.
1: so so as we end here today, what what yeah. would you like to leave us with if, if there's you know just a little ounce of, of wisdom that you can um, give somebody or a secret sauce that, that could just yeah. you know jumpstart or put a spark in their business? What would you like to leave us with today?
0: You know there's so many things to say. I, I think one <laughs> big thing is you. Are the gift right there there's there's a lot of programs out there who talk about delivering an item of value or delivering a gift or or when when people get referrals, you should send a gift or that you know we should be these these gift givers right and 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 I want people to know that you you are the gift yeah right you you are the value that you bring to the party right you are the value that you bring to a relationship. You know, just like we, we, we were told not to buy friends or, boy, you know, what are you going to do when the money runs low, right, or the money runs out? Is, is, is that relationship still going to be there, right? And, and the thing is, is, is you are the gift. And, you know, listen to podcasts like this. One of the fastest way that you can add value and become a more interesting person is, is through learning right? Through learning through these podcasts or reading books like Launch or 7L. And, and when you read those books, you have something to talk about. And, and the majority of the world will not read with you, right? They, they are not readers. We've just found that once college is over, many people yeah. don't read. Mm. And when you are a reader, you are more interesting and your wisdom goes up and you bring more value to the relationships and the gift that is you is even more valuable. I I think you know you don't need uh, to to buy your relationship into with realtors. You don't need to buy your way into relationship uh, with financial planners. You don't need to you don't need to buy your way into a relationship with anyone. Right? Just just bring you and bring your most generous you and help the other person achieve a goal, conquer a challenge, or enjoy life more. And when you focus on bringing value to others through the form of helping them achieve goals and conquer challenges and enjoy life more, uh, you will achieve your goals, and you will conquer your challenges, and you will enjoy life more. And it, it really is that simple. You are the gift.
1: Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Yes, and that's so true. It's so true. And we see that a lot these days, you know, with people just trying to give apps and give
0: – Mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: things and give products, you know, don't lead with product, lead with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the company that focuses on building their LOs Mm -hmm. will win. Yeah. Right. Too often it's, it's about building the next CRM. It's about building the next loan product. It's about building this doctor loan product, right? It's about, Mm -hmm. it's about all these, uh, or it's about you know, starting false accounts, which is which is yeah. not turned out very good. Right,
1: um, right. You know, because it, it was it, all great. It, yeah. But
0: but and 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 I will tell you, there's banks and company and mortgage companies out there who who try to get off the cheapest they can from an LO perspective, right? From mm-hmm. from that that representative of the company. But but I will tell you, the future is the company that builds LOs. They build their people. They have a book club every month. They have educational uh, seminars every month. They that the, the you know teaching and education and wisdom is a core value to that company. The the company that will pour in not not just from you know they have the greatest awards ever. They have you know they celebrate their LOs. No no you want to truly celebrate an LO then then make them smarter right help them be better. Uh, as a, from a personal development standpoint, what, a, you know, what if you had a company of, of Jennifer DePlessis, right? What if you had a, a company of, of that type of pe- uh, person, right? And it's, it's hundred percent of, listen, I was no smart cookie, right? I, I was just an average dude, average looking guy who, who read a lot. And by reading a lot, I became really interesting. And the more interesting I became, the more interested I became in other people, and the more interaction I had, and, and it just built from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I think that's the, you know, I, I think that people are reading more than ever, but they're learning less than ever. You know, they read on Facebook. They read on Twitter. You know, they, they read in snippets. Nonsense. Yeah, but yeah nonsense but they're, things. They're, yeah, but learning is, uh, is, a, is really a lost art right now, in my ah. opinion.
1: Yeah, wow. And see for me it isn't because I'm just ab- yeah. absorbing constantly, yeah, constantly. We're lifelong learners. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting that you see that. Um, that's a shame, you know, yeah. in our in our industry. All right, co so how yeah. tell us what's going on. How can we get a hold of you? Oh yeah. What's on you know, get get us to be able to get all your coaching and and all that good yeah. kind of stuff in.
0: God, I hate that part. I mean, I the know, bottom line I know, is, is I listen. do too. Listen. If you're if you're interested, check us out. Right. Getaccelerate.com com would be a great place to start. That's the class Jen's going to be in. Um, and then and then you know we have the the Catalyst Coaching, which is uh, it's not to replace your regular coach. Right. It it is database coaching only. Uh, and and many people don't even the team leader's not in it. they they have an assistant who right. is part of Catalyst Coaching. Um, so check out Catalyst Coaching. It, it that that has that's something that I'm still, I'm like uh, on top of a Mustang trying to rein it in. It's growing so fast and so uh, so wonderful, the, the successes we're seeing with Catalyst. Uh, but the, the bottom line, check us out at MichaelJMayer.com if you want, or referco.com. We have events all across North America. Check us out at gengenevents.com, G-E-N-G-E-N, events.com. And also look for some surprises next year. 2018, we've got some things that are coming out. That uh, are really, really exciting for me. And uh, all the updates will be out there at gengenevents.com. Uh, uh, oh, so, so uh, you know, and friend me. Friend me on Facebook, uh, you know, at referralguru, facebook.com slash referral guru. Trust me, I did not pick the referral guru. A PR firm did a long time ago, and Facebook won't let me change. So, right. <laughs> referral.com slash referral guru. And that's what it is. Well,
1: you are anyway. You are anyway. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I, I'm so blessed to have you on this, this podcast, but more blessed to have you as a friend that the person I can call on a person, a colleague I I look up to. And I, I tremendously, tremendously appreciate what you're doing for our industry and what you've done for me personally.
0: Well, right back at you, right? I mean, absolutely. This is, this is a great relationship. And, um, you know, what you've said about me throughout the entire uh, call could not be possible without your implementation, right? Bingo. So, uh, you know, definitely lots of mutual respect on this call and I'm sure it came through with the podcast and, um, you know, bottom line is is the sky's the limit and we have a, uh, a lot more to accomplish and uh, it, it, the future is bright.
1: So you've got to wear shades.
0: <laughs> at the very <laughs> least you got a launch right
1: that's right at the very <laughs> least you got a launch <laughs> uh, that's right. well again thank you so much Michael Jay Mayer for coming on to the show we really really appreciate it and I want to just remind everybody please please write reviews on iTunes especially with Michael we you know this this feedback would be great for him anything that you have to say I'd be happy to share with him and um, You know, try to get to one of his events. Anytime you see that he's speaking someplace, you have to go just bring a lot of pen and a lot of paper because you're going to (laughs) take a bunch of notes. He's just a wealth of knowledge. So we'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at KineticSparkConsulting.com.